0: Uh, Okay, let's read some Bible. Has anybody got a Bible? There's some free Bibles on the back. They're black and they're awesome. So if you don't have a Bible, take one of those and bring it home. And then we'll get some more. And that's a great thing. Um, we're, 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 We're in a series called Home, and we're studying Exodus. And if anybody doesn't know anything about Exodus, have you ever seen the movie Prince of Egypt? That's the movie. That's Exodus. It's The Exodus event. And uh, we we, introduce, we get introduced to a guy named Moses, and we get introduced to the people of God. And they were slaves, and they've been free. They've been set free. They've been brought out of... Uh, Bong, you don't have to do nothing. That's, that's awesome. Everybody, round of applause for Bong. <laughs> so they've been brought out of slavery, and this is where we pick up our story. And this is Exodus chapter 2... No, no. Exodus chapter 16... Verses 2 through something. Um, now, the whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our filler of bread. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. And each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because He, God, has heard your complaining. What we, for what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they spoke toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. I say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. And then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening, the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a flaky, fine substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the, when the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. And in this tradition we say, this is the word of the Lord, and you say, thanks be to God. Be to God. This text is pretty straightforward and pretty simple. And it's for those of us um, that have been brought to by God to a place that we thought was going to be home But it's shifting sand. There's nothing but doubt out here. There's nothing but confusion out here. The people have been brought out. It was it was a miracle. They were like they were slaves. They were like this is this is horrible. We are owned by other people. We're we're building this stuff and we don't even get to live in it. God miraculously brings them out into the wilderness. And it's like the second day. And they start, they they turn to Moses and Aaron and say, hey, this is a desert. (laughs) This kind of stinks. You know, it's really hot. And there's nothing to eat. You know, it was better being owned than being in this place where we have no home. We have no place to lay our heads. We have no food on our table." Moses and Aaron, we're scared. I don't know if you, you're in that place. I don't know uh, if you've been in that place. I know I have. But that's an honest concern. What, what do we do? This isn't what I signed up for. I didn't sign up for, like, not having a bed, not having a meal. I didn't sign up for that. First thing notice they go to Moses and Aaron. That's mistake number 1. A lot of people come to me. A lot of people come to Jeff. And we're just the messenger. Moses and Aaron, poor Moses and Aaron, they walk up and all these people were like, dude, where's the food? Where's, the, where, where's my house? I gave up all this stuff. You, I'm, I'm about to beat you, Aaron, Moses and Aaron. I'm about, I, you know, I seriously, I, I, I'm hungry. I'm about to chew on your arm. <laughs> Go, God says to Moses, first tell the people. You're not to blame. Bring your complaints to me. You have stuff to complain about? This church, your life? It's good to complain to me, and every once in a while I'll, I'll think about you and pray about you. But it's more its more faithful if you go to God yourself. Go to God with your concerns. Go to God with your questions. Go to God with your doubt. Go to God with your fear. Go to God with your lostness. If you look around and you you don't have a foundation, you're there for a reason. And there's one being that's bigger than all creation that knows what that reason is. And that's God. That's 90% of the reason you're there, probably. So they first say, go to Moses and Aaron, they say, Seriously, I want some food. I want to I wanna I want I wanna I I want a, I want a home. I wanna feel like I belong. I want to feel like I'm not wasting my life. I wanna feel like I'm gonna make a difference. I wanna feel like this has got purpose. God speaks up and says, First, don't bring your problems to Moses and Aaron. Second, I have heard you. I, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the God of all creation, the maker of the trees, the sky, the universe, the Milky Way, have leaned in and listened to you. I hear you. You may feel like you're talking to a wall, you may feel like you're talking just to the blank sky of the desert. I hear you. This probably harkens back to Moses when he first meets God, which is actually the beginning of the Old Testament, which is a mind blower. Because Moses is out there, and he starts talking to this burning bush, and the burning bush is talking back, and the burning bush says, I have heard the cry of my people. I'm listening. God is listening. Ever wonder why they were brought out into the desert? Ever wonder why they were brought from chaos and just hecticness out to a place that's silent, no streetlights, no running water? It's to get them away from their hustle and their bustle. It's to get them away from the the, the trappings and the lies of the congr- of the of the of the society that they were in. don't come to me, don't come to Jeff, go to God. Get alone. Get away from the hustle and bustle. Do it as a family, do it as an individual. Do it with just a group of friends. Get alone. God says, I have heard you. I am hearing you. I am listening. This is, the, this is God, and he cares about you and me. This is God. This is God. Like, he thinks up things, and they exist. And for some reason, he is listening for you and I's voice. Talk to God. Get alone. Now, a little while ago, I was talking with a congregant. And I just, turned, I, I just turned 40. And that's crazy. Because have you seen me? You know, I don't act 40. I don't look like, you know, I don't know. 40 is old. Like, I, I was like, dude, I want to I beat myself up. I'm 40? That's crazy. I'm really old. So I'm, I'm just, I'm meeting with this car I'm like, dude, I'm having a serious issue with this whole 40 thing. And I said, where, are you, where were you when you were 40? And his eyes lit up and they glistened. And he he said, At 40, I was at the end of my rope. I had taken out my second mortgage on my house. I was carrying my family's, whether we live or die, on my back. And it felt like I was walking along a cliff. But his eyes were, were bright. And I said, "Why are you all excited about that?" Because since then, this this person, his, his his he's turned out okay. His family's all doing awesome. But he said he said something I'll never forget. It. He said he looked at me and he said, "Because when I was there, I knew I was loved by God. I knew I was loved by God." This is why God brings these people out to the wilderness. This is why we are called to places where there is no foundation. We don't have a home and we're confused. It's to draw us near to God because he says that. He says, Draw near to me. Draw near to me in this time and I will let you know. I will take care. I will show up. I was a, a cross-country runner, and uh, there was this kid that always would beat me. His name was Cody. Even his name kind of annoys me still. <laughs> Sorry if you're named Cody. <laughs> but I remember one time, because he had beaten me like a couple times in, in these cross-country races. And my brother, my brother my brother's older than me, and he was better than me at everything. Jack, if you're here, I don't like that about you. Um, <laughs> but he drew me near to himself. he, he, he uh, it was right before this race was about to start, and he drew me near. And I think it's one of the only times my older brother has ever complimented me. But he he looks at me and he goes, "You are a better runner." Walked out of there, and I never lost to Cody again. Just knowing who I was. Knowing the abilities that I had. Knowing that I had somebody that believed that I was better than these, You know, this Cody. Guy. Sorry, Cody, again. But that's God. In this race called life where there's all this confusion, and there's all this mess, and there's all this lostness. God says, come near, I've been listening. And he draws us near and he says, I have you. You want water? I can give you water. You want bread? I'll have it show up with the dew of the morning. What? That's crazy. But that's God. Everybody's like, how do you how do you explain that? How do you explain? That all there's, all these animals fit on this stupid ark. You know, there's two by two. How is this small little ark going to fit all these two, two by two animals? Do they have two gnats? Do they have two mosquitoes? Do they have two? And they try and trip you up with these stupid questions. And then I always just say, you know, it's God. It's God. It's God. God can do whatever he wants. He's God. God can take care of everything. It's God. How petty of us! That's one of one of the main reasons I have this congregation has never raised support letters, which blows my mind, because we always go on these mission trips and we just pay for it out of pocket. There's an amazing truth to be found: you aren't needed when God comes in the picture. God has all the resources of all God's resources. When God shows up, God shows up. When I was in the junior high school, and I probably should have put this at the front of the sermon because I'm looking at you guys, you're a little scared. (laughs) But I was in junior high school and I was really into metal. I was really into heavy metal. I was uh, like in Iron Maiden. I had all twenty-three Kiss albums, and I like you know I had, uh, I, had I was I discovered Metallica, Guns N' Roses had just hit the scene by then. My my dad watched this Geraldo Rivera. Do you remember that guy? This Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> he kind of ruined my life. <laughs> at this point he did this special on how, like, Satanists were reaching our children through the music. And so my dad watched this Geraldo Rivera. And then we're sitting around the dinner table. My dad says, Jason, are you a Satanist? And I said, no. And he said, maybe you should get rid of some of these posters and some of these tapes. I'm not saying you have to. Just ask that question. And I walked away, and I ended up getting rid of all that. It was a cool exercise because I ended up clearing the house and getting rid of all the, the metal, like all the, the depressing things in my room. Uh, I say that story because sometimes the church is a hospital, and you come together and we, we get mended together. Right now, it's a dinner table. Right now, I've got us all around a dinner table. And this is God speaking. And He's not saying, get rid of your Iron Maiden posters. <laughs> he's saying, get rid of your whining, get rid of your distrust, get rid of your complaining. Shifting sand. That's for a reason. I'm trying to get your your attention, stupid. Trying to get you to slow down. Trying to get you out of this rat race. To tell you that I can take care of every single one of your needs. That's right. Heavenly Father, I thank you for being the God that can take care of every one of our needs. Being the God that does take care of every one of our needs. I pray that you would hear our confession collectively that we are a complaining people. But we also confess it comes from a place of kind of being scared. I pray that you would meet us this week. I pray that every person in this room would be met by God, the Alpha, and the Omega and would hear the words, I hear you. We pray this in the the mighty Son of God's name, Jesus the Christ, and all God's people said,
1: If I sing, but don't have love, I waste my breath with every song I bring. An empty voice, a hollow note. If I speak with the silver tongue, convince a crowd, but don't have love, I leave a bitter taste with every word I say. So, but don't have love, then who is poor? It seems all the poverty is found in me. So let.